Hey y'all, it's Nisi. It's Michaela. And you are listening to or watching Straight Like That podcast, the faith-based podcast where we reality on Christ. All the time. And keep it real and simple. First things first, we're really excited to be back. <laughs> I feel like the excitement didn't really hit me until like right now. <laughs> but um, yes, we are so excited to be back. We're so sorry for the long delay in like episodes and stuff. We just really kind of took this time to get closer to God, draw near to him, um, kind of focus on ourselves a bit. And yeah, that's really what we've been doing, honestly. Basically. Just going through life, the things of life. <laughs> um, yeah, but for today's episode, we really just want to focus on sharing kind of what we've been doing, what we've been up to, and then like, of course, lessons that we've been learning, things that God has been sharing with us um, that we just want to share with you all. So. That's going to be the, the main focus of today's episode. Yeah, pretty much. I've already kind of did, because the last video that was uploaded, I think it was me. And I think I had did a video of like an update on me. So I have some stuff to say, but I don't really have, have a lot because mm -hmm. that video was pretty lengthy and I said a lot in that video. So I think we either probably just going to go back and forth or... Maybe one person just say everything and then the next person, I don't know. We're kind of just going to be bouncing like we usually do in our regular yeah. Um. Okay, so I just had like a couple points that I just wanted to touch on. Um, whether we get into detail on it or not, I guess that'll just depend on how we feel like. Right, like if we feel like we have something to say. But the first thing I wanted to say that I've learned is that like time and effort is not equivalent to obedience. And ultimately i think okay one thing that i always pray to god is that like just reveal in me anything that like offends you anything that needs to be changed stuff like that and i think that's one thing that he's revealed to me is that like i was way too dependent for too long upon like how much i did for him you know like my works instead of my faith because we're saved by grace and faith alone so it's just like I was just becoming really dependent on like, oh, well, did I do this today? Did I not do this today? Stuff like that. And that was, it was ultimately like adding to the anxiousness that I was feeling. And that's just something I kind of learned, like your time that you spend doing something or the effort that you put in is not equivalent to being obedient. Are you doing what I told you to do? You get what I'm saying? So that, that's kind of something that I've been learning because a lot of times people will be doing so many things that God never told them to do, you know, and they're putting all of their time, they're putting all of their effort into these things instead of focusing on what God has told them to do and do that. Put all your time and effort into what God told you to do, you know, instead of just kind of following what you think you should be doing. And also when, you, when you're doing these things, like it's still not good to put all your faith inside of your works when it should be our faith and our faith alone that we're dependent on, you know? Our works are just evidence of our faith. And I think I just kind of took that to the extreme. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I think my first thing is kind of the exact same. Because um, me and Nisa, we had a conversation one day about how I think sometimes we get so caught up in how much stuff that we're doing that we're not really focusing on if it really matters or not. Um, so something that we were in the car talking about, we were like, don't confuse holiness with busyness. Mm -hmm. Just because you have a whole to-do list and a whole checklist, that don't mean that you doing stuff that matters. That don't mean that you serving your purpose. That don't mean nothing like that. Like you could literally have A, B, and C that you got to do. 
And after you do A, B, and C, you're like, oh, I'm tired. I did so much today. But in reality, it's like, did you even have to do all that? Or did you just do that just because you wanted to be busy? Like, mm -hmm. just because somebody could be doing less in a day than you and still be serving their purpose full out. Still could be being much more obedient than you are. You're doing more. You could be <laughs> driving somebody around. Um, you could be going grocery shopping. But that's all good things to do. But it's like God told you to go preach to somebody today. Or God told you to go help somebody move. And you was like, oh, my schedule was just so busy with things that you could have either put off to tomorrow or was unnecessary. You just wanted to get up and just have something to do. Um and I think that's one thing I've been working on. Like, just because I'm doing a lot in one day, that does not mean that that's what God told me to do. So it's like in those moments, some people can get caught up in, oh, I did a whole bunch of stuff today. So that must mean that I'm being obedient. And it's like, you are only considered being obedient when you are doing what you are told to do. When your parent tells you to do something, when you do it, that's considered you being obedient versus you going and doing whatever you want to do, which is not that. So it's the same thing when it comes to God. Just because you're doing something does not mean that you're obedient to what he told you to do. So I think that's one thing that I'm working on or have been really just learning and stuff like that. Like just because you got a whole to-do list, that don't mean that you're serving a purpose or being purposeful to other people around you. It could be somebody that around you hurting or just needs you or anything like that. But you're so caught up in the small things that you're not recognizing the big things or you're so caught up in the big things that you're not um, noticing the small changes of voice, changes of tone. Like you're just not really focusing on it to be able to either minister minister to somebody or like just lend a helping hand. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one thing that I, um, I think that's that's one thing that I've been learning. Yeah, and another thing like you have all this stuff to do on your to do list, but you did not consult with God about today. You get what I'm saying, like. You didn't wake up in the morning and be like, oh, God, like, what am I supposed to do today? And I'm even guilty of that. And that's why I need to hold myself more accountable. Like, okay, God, what do you want me to do today? You know? Yeah. So even something as small as, oh, go to the grocery store. And when you go to the grocery store, it's going to be a lady in a <laughs> blue blouse, you know? And I need you to minister to her. Like, something like that. But you could have had 50 million things to do on your to-do list. But that was the one thing he wanted you to do. And ultimately, when you're being obedient, that one thing that you did is worth way more than all that other stuff you could have been doing. Mm -hmm. So that's just kind of how I've been looking at things ever since he revealed to me that, like, time and effort that you be putting in all the time, 24-7, that's not comparable with one obedient act that you could have did today, you know? You're wasting your time. Yeah. 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 So that's just one thing. Um Another thing would be just feeling ready to fast a lot. <laughs> April was crazy. April was a fast. That, that was April, right? Yeah, April. April was a fast every other day. Like when April kicked in, it was just, we was just on it. Like just fasting, like separately, together, like. Just fast. If we fasted on a Monday, nine times out of ten, we fasted by that Thursday. <laughs> like, and it's either the same. Because, like, I feel like in the beginning when I did fast, like, it was always like, oh, no phone fast. And in the beginning, it was hard for me to, like, get off my phone or whatever. But now it's like, I don't even pick up my phone. Like, I'm the type of person, I care about valuables. But if I go somewhere and I lay my phone down, 
I'm going to leave without it. Like, I just, I don't really be caring about my phone like that. Um, as far as, like, wanting to always be on it, like, of course I care about it because it's a valuable, like, I need to make sure I get it, like, that ain't cheap, so I need to make sure <laughs> I'm keeping up with it. But, like, as far as, like, like, when you go around people, I'm not one of those type of people that, like, pick up their phone and I'm like, oh, we recording. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't be really caring that much to document stuff or, and granted, a lot of people be like, you need to get more pictures because pictures... You know, it's something that you'll always have, like, even if you don't have the person anymore or anything like that. But it's just, like, I think I get so caught up in quality time with people. Mm -hmm. I don't really worry about my you phone. Like, I would rather, yeah. like, have a conversation with you than we sitting here, like, oh, girl, look at these new shoes on. Or something <laughs> like, like I, just, I don't really be caring like that. Like, I would rather... If I'm around somebody, I would rather spend time with you, not my phone. Mm -hmm. Like, I could have stayed home if I wanted to be on my phone. So... Those fasts stopped working after a while because it was like the fast worked, but then after I fasted from it and I got delivered from it, it was almost like I don't need to keep doing this. It's just a matter of not falling back into it. So then that's when I'm telling y'all that water only fast. <laughs> the water only fast does something like it will eat you up every time. <laughs> I thought no food, no water, yeah. or something, but it's crazy because when I did a just water fast. Mm -hmm. That was probably like the best fasting experience mm -hmm. I had ever. It was crazy is me and Kayla, we both did the water fast because we seen the same video on TikTok. And I was like, this young man right here don't even know. And mind you, I had I had never did like a full like 24 hour fast. And I think it was because I didn't have enough discipline. Like, I was the type of person, if I planned to fast all day, I was done by 6 p.m. <laughs> like, I needed to have dinner. I needed to have another meal. Like, um, because I don't know. I just feel like me, I'm just that type of person. Like, I like to eat. Like, I just, I like to eat. So, fasting from food was like, in the beginning, it was like really hard. Because like I said, I wouldn't last past 2 p.m., 6 p.m. And mind you, if I just started fasting at 12 p.m., why are you hungry by 2? <laughs> like, what is really the problem? But after I started doing it for like shorter periods of time and then getting like lengthier, like the fast that we just did, that was the first time that I did a full 24 hours. And it actually went past 24 hours. And it was like, I thought it was going to be much worse than it was. But once you really get that like mental discipline, it's almost like, it's not that I need food. It's just I desire food. Mm -hmm. And it's like you desire food even when you aren't hungry. It's just the fact that you know you can't have food. I think that was the thing for me. So... But I would say actually like going through the fast. And I think it also helps to have a person that holds you accountable. Because it was some moments where I was like, oh, we can't eat this. We can't eat that. <laughs> and she was like, no. I was like, okay. Like, so I think that was another thing that really helped me on the fast too. So fasting definitely, I would say, is something that I plan on doing a lot more. Earlier, I was like, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> but then after a while, I was like, girl, you've been dramatic. <laughs> I'm doing this again. I'm going to do this again. But yeah, fasting, it just brings, I'm like, it really does heighten your spirit. And it just opens up new doors that you just never would have thought. Like, I I have dreams, like, on a regular basis. I did kind of go through a drought, like, a couple months ago. Where it's like I wasn't really receiving dreams like that. But lately, like, since I've been fasting more, it's like they've kind of been coming back, you know? So... In the beginning of my walk, I was getting dreams like crazy. Back to back, like the when I first, like when I was a baby, baby, like we still young in Christ, but it's like when I was a baby, I was getting them like crazy and then they kind of went away. But it's like fasting, it really does 
helped me like to I don't know just kind of keep that rolling you know and, and it's a form of discipline too yeah, I think if you can get through a fast it builds character and it builds discipline, mm-hmm. builds discipline for everything else like um you can survive without a lot of things but I think because we're so used to like eating like when you get hungry you go eat like when you have to be away from food some people are able to be away from food but then some people is just like even if they can be away from food it's just the fact of discipline so I remember when I first started fasting I wasn't doing it the right way I wasn't doing it the right way at all I was like okay God if I fast today I need a job by tomorrow if I fast today I need a new car by tomorrow like that's that's how I, I was the type of person to fast like I fasted to get something now I just fast because one it's a spiritual discipline and two I fast to just to see what God is gonna do like if God brings me something in that time that's just what he wanted to do but majority of the time when I fast now is to hear his voice to know if I'm supposed to be doing something like now it's not all about what I can get but it's more so what I can bring like God, how can I better my prayer life? How can I do this? How can I do that? Or how can I help provide for the person next to me? Or um, what should I expect? What, what, you know, just different things like that. So it's a really good form of discipline. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something else about fasting. I forgot the word. Anyways, hopefully back. I remember. Um, but another thing that I've been learning personally and i don't have too much to say about it because it's kind of straightforward is that like i cannot like carry dead things with me when it's time for like the new things to come in you know and it's like time for building like i can't build with like old things you get what i'm saying so i don't know thinking of that it just kind of makes me think of like Jesus, when he was talking about the wine skins yeah. and the cloth and stuff like that, like that's just kind of what's been happening just in the body right now. Um, so I just wanted to mention that. There's a lot going on in the body right now. I think another thing that I'm really learning is don't want what others have because you don't know what they're doing to keep it or you don't know what they're doing, what they did to get it. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we're like god i've been doing this for you i've been praying a lot harder i've been reading a lot harder um and not even just in those instances you're like i don't work on this job i should have been had enough money to do this and do that um this this person that's next to me is not even doing a lot and they're able to get all of these things but you don't realize what they're going through behind closed doors what they went through behind closed doors to get that you don't know if that's their breakthrough you don't know if that's their breakdown like you just you never know so i'm learning the most is just to be grateful for what i have in front of me and just always to pray to be able to store the things that's coming to me mm-hmm. like i don't want anything that i'm not supposed to have i don't want anybody i'm not supposed to have and so just really making sure that i'm paying attention to what i have and i'm like okay god because what's that scripture where it's like if you can be trusted with a little bit you can be trusted with a lot so I just want to manage this little bit that's got that God has given me. So then when the overflow start coming in, I'm like, oh, I I knew this was coming. I know how to deal with this. Mm-hmm. Um, I know how to store over this. I know how to 
uh, use my money right. I know how to do this. I know how to do that. I know how to discern if that person is supposed to be for me or not. So I would say, yeah, just not paying attention to what others have, um, but making sure that I'm treating the stuff that I do have the right way because you could be wanting what somebody else have and then you have something similar to it or step up from it and you're so busy worrying about what they have but you have the same thing you're just not paying attention to it mm -hmm. so because nine times out of ten I don't know I don't know if I heard this or it could have came to my mind I don't know if you are focused on what God wants for you you're not focused on anything else. But if you're focused on something else, you're not focusing on what God wants for you. So it's like your priorities become messed up. Mm -hmm. So I'm just making sure that my priorities are in order. Like there's a lot of stuff that I'm doing right now to just like cut out distractions, cut out people. I just, I feel like I'm really in a space right now where I just, I'm... I'm in a space where I'm like locked in and I'm like locking in because it's just, it's a certain way that I know life is supposed to go. No life didn't come with an instruction manual, but I know certain things that I should have coming to me and the things that I'm working towards. So it's like, I don't want to mess any of that up by not living in the moment and just grasping everything. Mm -hmm. so I think just really, that just falls along with just having my priorities in order. Yeah. I think that also kind of falls along the lines of like our sanctification and also like how that's a process. Yeah. So like for instance, like you said, just making sure that your priorities are in order. If God is in our top priority, then it's like everything else is gonna just fall through the cracks. Oh, you get what I'm saying? Yep. So God being our top priority is the first thing for us being made whole and who God has like told us to be, having everything that we're supposed to have, working with everything that we have, you know? And then ultimately everything that he has provided for us working in us too, mm -hmm. because that's ultimately like what sanctification is. And then God wants us to be whole in mind, body, and soul, um, soul, spirit. I don't think we use that interchangeably, but um, just ultimately being made whole in his fullness, you know? So just remembering that like, all of this is a process and sometimes our priorities do get messed up, but that's why we get that thing back together. So it's <laughs> also the thing about submission too. Yeah. That's so hard for me. I think it is. You know what I've been learning about, I've been thinking of submission. I just wrote this down. I think it was like two days ago. Was it yesterday or two days ago? I can't remember, but, um, I had wrote it down and this thought came to me like, think about not that our relationship with God should be seen through a worldly viewpoint, but just hypothetically, think about your covenant with God as if, as if it were earthly, right? Like how yeah. men and women get married. That's a covenant. That's a marriage covenant. We have that same covenant with God, but I'm thinking like, okay, if I was in an earthly marriage with God, right? What would be the rules and the standards? Of that relationship you know what i'm saying it would be don't cheat meaning like don't commit adultery um don't Spurring let nobody wedge in the cracks yeah. you know what i'm saying um just like pretty much the things that you wouldn't allow in a relationship so me and kaylee was reading the scriptures yesterday 
James 4. We was reading James 4, and one of the verses says, um, if you are a friend of the world, you're in you're um an enemy to God, right? And that made me think back to what I was thinking early on about like covenant with God. Because our covenant with God should be so serious that even who we choose to be friends with are very, very selective. Every detail. And that's kind of how it is like with an earthly covenant too. Like with an earthly marriage, the marriage should be serious to the point where your spouse cares about who you're friends with. You get what I'm saying? And you care about who you're friends yeah. with. Because you know that whoever you allow into your life to be that close can affect your relationship with the person that you're tied to forever, mm -hmm. you know? So I've just kind of been thinking about submission like that even. Like there's different factors to submission, you know? And if I'm fully for God, then what I surround myself with, who I surround myself with, what I choose to accept, who I let in my life, that plays a major, major factor into my relationship with God. I agree with that. I feel like it was, so I don't want to say that it's difficult now because I feel mm -hmm. like I'm much further than I was when I first started out. And I thank God for that. In the beginning, I think submission was hard to hard for me personally because I think being a person that was already independent, it's like if I wasn't letting people that I physically could see like that really, you know, manage or anything like that. It was kind of hard to like let God in because it was like, I can't see God. So it's like, I don't know. But now I don't care about none of that. <laughs> I don't care about none of that. I will ask God in a minute, remove them um, or give me the, because I think a lot of times we be like, God, do this for me, do this, uh, do that for me and all that stuff. Um, but it's like, God is like, no, I want you to do it. So I think instead of, I still pray like, God, if this person is not for me or God, if they starting to show any look, you know, just remove them. But now I always pray like, God, give me a strength to do the things that I would not normally do mm -hmm. without you. Like help me to make the hard decisions that I can't make on my own. Just stuff like that. So I think submission in the beginning of my walk looks a lot different than how it looks right now. In the beginning, it was like. Like, I struggle so bad with submitting to God, but now I'm like, God, what are we doing today? I don't got no plans. <laughs> and even if I do have plans, they not that serious. You God, what are we doing today? <laughs> I'm more so like that. So like now it's just like, and when you, when you submit to God, it's like stuff start like rolling. Like mm -hmm. you just, things happen different. You learn who you want in your circle. You learn who you don't want in your circle. And now that I'm with God, I'm quick to weed somebody out of my circle. I do not care. If you show disrespect or any of that, like, my boundaries are so serious. Like, if you pull or try anything like that, I'm going to allow you grace, but I'm not going to allow you to walk over me. And I think a lot of people be like, oh, you just immediately leave somebody. It's not that. I'm allowing you grace, but you just, we can't. We can't be near anymore. So I, I think so quick to it say does. No. I'm so... <laughs> I'm so quick. In the beginning, I was so like, quick. maybe, yes. And then when it come up, I'm like, I really don't want to go. But now, if I don't go, no. I'm not going. I don't. God probably told me, no. Hey, do you want to go? No. <laughs> I'm good. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I'm at home. I'm good. <laughs> um, but yeah, talking about like submission, that also kind of goes like with obedience. And I really love to talk about obedience. 
because what I've been learning over these last couple <laughs> months is that there is no joy in disobedience. And I remember one particular time, God had, he gave me a dream about a certain situation where I was telling somebody about something that they had chose to do, you know? And I just knew that that was God telling me, like, give them this message, give them this message. And I pandered on it for like three full days, I think. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you that was eating me up, it was eating me up. And I'm just gonna be so real and honest with y'all. Like that was really eating me up, like telling somebody a message. And it's like, I was talking to Kayla and Kayla knows that I'm not even the type of person to like hold my tongue, you know what I'm saying? So especially when something needs to be said, so for me it was just like yo like why has this like spirit of fear just come over me to where i just can't say what i need to say and it was like when i finally did say it y'all it took me like 20 seconds to get the message out you know what i'm saying not saying that like the timing of my obedience was important but like i feel like that just really played a factor in me being like there was nothing to be afraid of you know and then like even the outcome of it whether it was good or bad there was absolutely nothing to be afraid of but anyways back to this whole theme of obedience it's just like hindered obedience is still disobedience because when god tells you to do something he told you to do it in that moment for a reason you know what i'm saying unless he puts like a time on it you know sometimes he'll because that time isn't the right time yeah but sometimes he'll tell you things in advance like this is going to happen or whatever but when god gives you a word in that moment like to do and to act in that moment then it's so very important to act on that in that moment because who knows if you're ever going to see that person again especially if it's a stranger who knows if tomorrow will even come who knows if you even gonna wake up tomorrow you get what i'm saying so just walking in obedience when god tells you to do something that's something i now cannot stress enough like (laughs) i cannot do that again (laughs) that would really eat you up and i felt like in that moment um i felt like the verse where god was like don't be don't be like the horse and the donkey who have to be ridden by like the bridles in their mouth or something like that. Like they have to be controlled, but they have to experience pain or discomfort in order to be obedient. And that's what I went through. I had to experience like that uncomfortability of knowing I should have already done this in order for me to be obedient. You get what I'm saying? And nobody should ever have to go through that. So if you hear God's voice and if you if you hear him and he's telling you to do something like that, do it. Drop what you're doing and do it. Because I'm telling you, there's nothing there's nothing more important on this planet than listening to God when he tells you to do something. And the Holy Spirit also says, if you hear the voice of God on this day, don't ignore it. Don't ignore it. That's in the book of Hebrews. I wish I remember which chapter, but I don't. But I know it's in Hebrews. Um, so yeah, that's what I had to say about that. Um, but back to backtrack to what you said, um, when you said like you're not a person to like hold your tongue. I think that's another thing about walking with God. It helps you to really like be able to pour into and be poured into by the people that you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. Um Cause like just even like when it comes to like the people that you are surrounded by yourself with, they bring you so many lessons and you're like able to bring them a lot of lessons. And it's like, 
when it comes to us, I feel like we teach each other stuff back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like whether that's through us, like this is happening to me right now, or girl, please, I, I we just need to talk about this or something like that, or like just making communication the main thing and just stuff like that. I think that's the joy and the blessing of just making sure that you're paying attention to your circle and having certain people in it because like she said, she's the type of person like if she has something to say, she's gonna say it. Not like that, but like if it's pertaining to God or I know God told me to yeah. say something or I feel led like, okay, maybe they need help with this or correction or something yeah. like that. Um, then that's when I'll be like, Okay, like I'm not gonna hold myself, but like But between me and her though, because it's, it's certain moments you do need to hold your tongue just out of wisdom and knowing not what just not saying things that you know shouldn't be said you know what I'm saying like but in an instance where I do need to speak up <laughs> I think I'm the opposite I <laughs> like I feel like when I was like not before I came to Christ but like in the beginning stages like I was the type of person like she says how she feels but she when she says stuff, she, like, is straightforward, and she's not, like, ever disrespectful when she says something, or she just don't, like, run at the mouth. Like, yeah, she says what she got to say, and she let it rot. And I feel like me, I was the complete opposite because that's where it's, like, a balance because when I say something, I used to have to go the extra mile. Like, <laughs> if I said something, you're going to hear what I said, and I don't care if you understand it or not. As long as I got my point across, I don't care about nothing. But I feel like now just like being around her for so long and just like us being cool and just being able to just like really like guide and be able to lead each other and just all that stuff like that I've gotten into a space where it's like if it's not something that's really important or to avoid avoid quarrels or something like that like I don't I don't really be saying much like that like if it's a situation where it's like I need to say something and I need to speak up, oh, best believe I'm speaking up because yes, she definitely will. I'm gonna speak up because not I'm saying I'm the type of person I don't I don't want to say I don't speak up, but I'm the type of person I'll let stuff ride and then I'll just get away from you and stop messing with you. Like mm-hmm. there ain't even gotta be no beef or no back talk or nothing. Like I'll just get away from you. Like I don't yeah. have a problem getting away. And we're from not you. the type of people to like to just like back run at them. We out. don't let people, and we're not saying it's like we just let people walk over us, but. We have enough patience with people and we try to have enough grace with people to where it's like, okay, like if you really try me right now, I'm just going to let you do what you're going to do and I'm going to walk in my self-control yeah. <laughs> in my discipline. Because it took me a long time to love. get self-control. So now that I'm here, I'm not letting you know. We're going to walk in this peace. <laughs> but when it comes a point where we have to let you know. But if I have to say something up? to you, <laughs> that means stop. I didn't let it ride long enough. You didn't keep trying me. And now I'm like, yeah, it's time. Because now you think you can keep running over me. We're not even going to let that run like that. Um, but I would say, like, I don't know. Like, I think when it comes to, like, just weeding out those friends that, like, ignited me to, like, want to rage and, like, yeah. ignited me to want to, like, talk back and fight and, like, all that stuff like that. It's like, having one friend that like balances that out and then you see like because in the beginning like she would say stuff but she was the type of person like and I would be like dang like they just did this to her why she ain't saying nothing <laughs> I would be like and then me I'm the one in the passenger seat I'm like no y'all did something to her. like I'm gonna ride for her like what but then after a while like I really noticed I was like not everything needs a response and I think as I got deeper in Christ and then God started working through me I was like the reason why she's not reacting is because she's letting somebody punk her is because God is in her and 
because she's following Christ, that's what it is, which is why it's to tie into that, to tie into all of that. It's so important to know who you have around you because you learn things from them. You operate just from different things with them and stuff like that. And it, it helps you like never get to a point where you don't want to learn or you're not willing to like mm -hmm. really just sit and be like, okay, I do this and you do that. What's the reason why you do that? And then I'll tell you the reason why I do it. And then maybe we can like, we can help each other and lead each other in that way. So, um, that's just another thing that I'm learning. Like now I don't care to be around a lot of people. I just don't, I don't have the, the urge to have a big group of friends. I don't care. Um, I, I dismiss people before I invite people. I just, I don't, I don't be caring like that anymore. And it's not that I don't be caring like, oh, she just don't care. But now I just, I don't care to explain myself. Like if you say something, be like, okay. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> I feel like we just become way more simplistic with yeah. our answers also. Like even even the things of God. Like people ask me answer, bam. Yeah. Like I mean ask me a question. <laughs> I got an answer. Like I remember we was in a car. Yeah, I remember I was in a car and one of my brothers, he asked me a question. He was like, Where do you think people go when they die? I was like, Hell no. <laughs> he was like like, like, you got anything else? <laughs> but, um, like, even just stuff like that, and even, like, just worldly stuff, like, you ask me a question, I'm going to answer it like that. Like, what we was just talking about. Yeah. Just not going too overboard, but then again, like, giving you the answer for what it is. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, just knowing what to say, how to say things, that's that's another thing that we've been growing. Our words, mm -hmm. what we listen to. Oh, I've really been watching. I'm so glad you said that. Cause me, me and Kayla was talking, and I was telling her like, about, it's always us talking <laughs> about being careful with the words that we say while we're praying to yeah. God, even. Cause it's like people will people will say like, oh, be careful with like how you speak to other people and this that, and the other. And yes, we should be very very careful with how we speak to other people. But how you talk to God too? Just cause He's God and just cause He's all knowing, still don't mean you go crazy at the mouth when you in prayer. Oh, I'm so glad that you just brought that up. And that's my last point. <clears throat> it still don't mean you go crazy at the mouth when you in prayer. You're still you're still have a God. You still have a God that you reverence. We still have a God that is worth that is worth honoring. You know, like even when we're in the secret place, still be careful with the words that you use. Yeah. That's it. I think that's two things. One, I remember that conversation because I had told Nisa, I was like, it was something that I had prayed. For, I don't know if it was last year or a few months ago. <laughs> and you remember. And <laughs> things started happening. And I'm like, okay, this is a little weird. Like, But then I had that moment was like, I pray for this. That was God reminding you. Maybe you I should have been a little more careful with what I said. Like, because like, sometimes I just be like, God. like, And I'd be like, I'd be really. So now like when I pray, I'm like, okay, God. One sentence, two sentences. Because mm -hmm. I, I, I forgot that I prayed about that. And I was like, okay, God. Um, I don't mean to renege on a prayer. But yeah. like. Um, can we like change this a little bit? Um, but no, like that overall thing of like, I think that's also where it comes in. Like people be like, oh, you can talk to him like a friend. That's where that whole relationship, and he over is religion our stuff friend, happens. But then again, you got to remember that's your father. Yeah. Are you going to talk to your friend the same way that you talk to your father? And I know a lot of people on here listening or watching would probably be like, yeah, I would. But then again, you still have a certain respect for that parental figure you get what i'm saying that that respect for somebody that has 
power and authority and, and is deserving of everything that you have. You know, yeah. you have a different type of reverence for that person. So, yeah, I would talk to them differently. Um, but that's the thing, though. Like, personally, like, in the beginning of my walk, I was like, oh, yeah, relationship over religion. But now I got to a point where I think people say relationship over religion to allow themselves to do whatever they want to do. And they like, oh, this is just my relationship with him. Like, he, he ain't convicted me when yeah. you didn't read the word and you didn't already know you're not supposed to be doing this. But because you ain't got convicted of it yet, it's almost like a, I'm going to still do it. Like, you know, for a fact, you're not supposed to be going out every Saturday getting straight drunk. God didn't say nothing to me about it. So I'm going to keep going out getting drunk. And it's like, that's where some of those times we got to, when it comes to religion, it's not about you do this, do that. You going to hell. You, mm -hmm. It's not about that. It's about there are commandments that we follow. There are commandments that we respect and we have reverence for. And there's just certain things we don't do. And mm -hmm. we don't mask it up by saying, oh, that's just my relationship. And because, I, that's exactly yeah, what they mask it. It's weird. Yeah, and that whole relationship thing, like, oh, I have my own relationship. I have my own gift. Yes, everybody does have their own relationship, but that don't mean it's good either. Yeah. <laughs> Just because you have your own, that don't mean it's good. And another thing, like, people will say, oh, I have my own relationship, so so that they can kind of use that as a way of saying that, like, they haven't felt convicted. Kind of like what you said. Or that like, they're, that, because I've, I've seen some people, they be like, some uh, one person is like, oh, I got convicted for doing this, so I'm not supposed to, you know, um, so because I respect God, I'm not going to do that because I got convicted of it. And then another person is like, oh, well, I haven't got convicted of right. it. And it's almost like they feel like they have more freedom. Like, say this person got convicted of watching this show or something like that. You feel like just because you haven't got convicted yet, you can watch the show and then it's like, oh, well, God ain't say nothing to me about that because that's, we just got that type of relationship, like, no, you that that's not how it goes, or like those people that do stuff and they know for a fact the person next to them either doesn't do that mm -hmm. or have got convicted or just anything like that. Like you know you got a friend that maybe they had a problem with alcohol or something like that. And you know for a fact they're not supposed to be around alcohol. And yeah, everybody got free will, everybody got the choice. But the fact that you will go around a friend that you know dealt with that in the past and you literally are either urging them or you have it like you got the bottle with you and you like almost like all oh, well you see how it turned you out in the past you probably won't do it so i can do it around you like you're not supposed to supposed to cause nobody to stumble mm -hmm. if somebody's going to stumble let their stumbling be because that's just their progression in their walk don't let their stumble be from because you didn't came around them and did something that you and know they're not supposed to be doing or nothing yeah. influences everything everybody want to follow these influencers that's on instagram that's influencing you just to put this on or put this on or do something like that y'all need to be following real influences people that's actually leading y'all somewhere and not just leading y'all to like their pictures or put money in their pocket and that's not even like towards nobody but it's just a simple fact like people really play with how they carry themselves and like how they influence people and just and stuff like that like we all got free will, but don't just go out here doing stuff just because you know you got free will and you can do it. Like, I don't know. That just, and I feel like I say that with such like passion because I feel like I was that type of person. And because I knew how much influence I had or I did not know at the time, I was probably putting the wrong thing in people's ears or leading people in the wrong di direction. 
and I saw how they turned out. Yeah, they mm -hmm. had free will. They didn't have to follow. But how many people out here got free will and they still get sucked into doing stuff that they're not supposed to do? Mm -hmm. So it's like you got to make sure that you're picking. You, you got to make sure that you're using your free will the right way and not just using it when it's convenient to you. You just can't do that. So I don't know. It's just, oh, it's not even about, to me now, it's not even about, because you can get convicted over something, but it's not even about conviction no more. It's just, I know I'm not supposed to be doing it. So whether God had told me to do it or not, I'm not doing it unless mm -hmm. he tells me to do it. I'm, I'm not going to go around somebody who I know for a fact had a, a drug habit. And I don't, I don't do drugs or nothing like that. But I'm just saying, like, say, for instance, you're a person that do it and you're going around somebody that then either in the process of, of trying to get yeah. out of it or, like, is struggling to get out of it and you go around them doing it. Like, they're most likely going to fall. It's like, just, I don't know. And I also must add that conviction is not always equivalent to a feeling. That's what we get so mixed up. Like, convi being convicted of sin is like being convicted of, I'm just speaking in hypotheticals, like an analogy almost. So, being convicted of a sin is like going against God's word, right? The things that he set in place. But that's just like being, if you if you were convicted in the world, in the real world of a law that you broke, mm -hmm. right? That's kind of like that. You don't have to feel wrong about breaking the law in the real in the real world, right? But you're still convicted because you broke the law. But just like in the spiritual, you do a sin which is ultimately something against God. You don't have to feel that conviction to know that it's wrong. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? You it's wrong. And it's written in his word that you shouldn't do that. You get what I'm saying? So if you have that knowing, which is why it's so important to have knowledge of the word of God. If you have that knowing that, okay, this is not good for me to be doing. I shouldn't be doing this. Then you don't need a feeling to back it up. And I think that's what so many people are searching for. It's like a feeling. Does this feel wrong? Do I feel mm -hmm. conviction? You know? I'm going to keep doing it until I feel something. Right. But... You know that in his word, it says that it's wrong. So you should be staying away from it anyways. But so many people are looking for a feeling or, or a turning in their stomach or something to make them be like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. I don't it. feel drunk. Right. Or, or waiting to hear God on it when you just know that it's just something that you should be avoiding anyways. But yeah. <laughs> that was it. <good. laughs> That's pretty much all I have to say. Cause I, like I said, I had already made a video before and... Life is pretty much the same. Um, yeah. Things have changed, but I'm just saying, you know, it ain't really too, too much or whatever. I think I'm just, like I said earlier, just trying to make sure that my priorities are in order. Mm -hmm. And whatever God is trusting me with, just to make sure that I can be trusted with it. Yeah. And I'm just not out here just like, God told me to do this, or God has this big plan for me. Like, a lot of the things that I'm working on now that I've been told to work on, I just don't be feeling like it's nobody's business mm -hmm. until it comes fully out. Because I think when you got a plan in motion, it's not everybody's business until you harvest. Let them see let them see the harvest, not the process of it. Yeah. So I think that's my that's what I see right now. That's I don't think it's bad for people to see the process of it. But if God told you to be quiet about something or to work on something on your own, then do that. <laughs> then it shouldn't be seen by everybody.
I think, and I think the only reason why I say that is like those moments where you have something and then like you pre-speaking on it. Yeah. I feel like every time you, you have a plan and you speak on it, there's either that one person or just different things happen. So I just, I don't know. I feel like I'm the type of person that you may know of it, but you don't know what I'm doing mm -hmm. to get to it. And you won't really understand everything until I've already got to it. Yeah. Um, so last things that I wanted to end this off with would be that freedom. Ultimately, you're going to feel the freest, of course, when you have a true relationship with God and when you're just walking in his word daily. Um, and I'm not talking about religious bondage. I'm talking actually walking in the freedom that Christ gives. Um, and that there, there comes so much joy and peace in delighting in his word and delighting in his will. Not just doing it, but delighting in it. And that's also been something I've been learning is to have delight in what God tells us to do. Because there's there's a good reason why he's telling us to do that. Everything that God tells us to do is, is so much good reasoning behind it. Not even... Not even to say that it's just one reason. Like, it can be multiple reasons why he's telling us to do one thing, you know? So just delighting in, in his words, delighting in, in what brings him delight, you know? That's that's ultimately what's helping me to understand love more, too. It's like delighting in what God loves, you know? Loving what God loves. Um, as I'm on this journey of finding what love is, of course you can only figure that out through through God because God is love. So yeah. Um yeah, remembering your power and authority in Christ. Don't forget about that. We are not weak. I feel like there's such a false like if you think for a second that you're weak and you and you're in Christ, you're not. That's a lie. Um you're so so strong. Do not forget that. You're so strong. You just got to tap into it. Like, it's already there. It's already inside of you. Just tap into it. And I think that's, I think that's it. All right, guys. That wraps this up. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. If you stayed this long, thanks for staying this long. And we'll catch up with y'all maybe next month. Whenever we catch up. <laughs> <laughs> maybe next month. <laughs> We'll aim for next month, but no promises. That's definitely what we're aiming for, but... Yeah, once a month at least. Y'all know things... Things happen. Lord willing. Lord willing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye, y'all. <laughs>